0: Life is a piece of cake. We're players defined by our mistakes. So happy birthday! Hooray! Blow the candles out and start another year. Here's what Once you, you do.
1: Sorry, I wasn't waiting for a second. I just
0: started. (laughs) Because we had to do it later. It doesn't matter. It's fine. It's fine. It's better than fine. It's great. You know what's great? This podcast that we're starting right now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Here's What You Don't Do, the podcast where we talk about everything that we really just straight up janked. Is that a word? It is now. It means messed up. Messed up. Didn't handle right. Failed at. Fubard. mistakes. FUBARD. Yes, definitely FUBARD.
1: Um, FUBAR's a fun word. It's Fubar not a word a that's fun. actually an acronym.
0: Yeah. I like those. Mm-hmm. Acronyms are fun.
1: Snafu's a good one, too. LASER. Yeah, oh yeah, it's technically an acronym, too, mm-hmm. isn't it?
0: FBI. hmm That's not... That has limited... Um, what do you call it? Context.
1: Yeah, it really does.
0: For adequate use. Mm-hmm. Um but enough of that actually our show is an acronym too when you write it out. HWIDD. It it's an acronym if you say it as one. <laughs>
1: Sounds like a rejected word of power from Skyrim. It's like, what does this do? (laughs) I don't know. It makes everybody around you feel awkward for 30 seconds because they're not quite sure what you were trying to do. (laughs) You just scream in someone's face. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What? (laughs) (laughs) And I made Sam laugh. Yes, this is Sam. We're off to a (laughs) good start. Exactly.
0: Um, Hey, I'm... Cameron already said my name, Uh ah, and then I said Cameron's name. Um, I'm your host, Sam Domboski. Um, over on the ones, twos, threes, and pies, it's Rob Tunstall. Pies. Pies. I was thinking like the number, but also wouldn't it be great to have oh, a pie? Oh, I see.
1: <laughs> this is channel three point one four one five. Everyone's three point one four one five. I don't know the rest either.
0: Who's <laughs> got a fifth digit of pie? I don't. If you have the fifth digit, call in. Just kidding. We still don't have a phone number.
1: It's on. It's on, It's listed as "Have you seen me on a carton of milk?" <laughs> oh, oh, it'd be so sad. Have you seen? Have you seen me? If so, call this number.
0: Just a little question mark at the end. Mm-hmm. Just squeeze your eyes tight and say what it is into the universe, and I'm sure someone who cares will hear it. Indeed And that's called prayer (laughs) I think I don't know how prayer works (laughs) I heard about it once At a Catholic school Hmm It sounded relaxing Didn't do it Hmm. Never do it You've already heard him talk But our guest today is Cameron Hi Cameron
1: Hello Sam Welcome
0: to the podcast Thank Hmm. you for joining
1: us Thank you for having me where I'm sure to embarrass myself.
0: That is the whole purpose. If you haven't embarrassed yourself a little, you're not doing it right. There. There's our tagline. We've never had a tagline, but there it is.
1: I'm an actor, so I embarrass myself on a regular basis. So. Yeah, you
0: pretty much just commit to it. Yeah. You're like, my my day job that I want is to be embarrassed.
1: And it's so easy for me to do. You get me on stage, I'll do just about anything. Heck, I, I, I literally i was at um jet city's um improv uh dojo and we were doing scene three ways and my character did a thing where like i i walked on stage grabbed a baby from from somebody else on stage and walked off and the the second way we did it was um quentin tarantino and full disclosure i have maybe seen part of one quentin tarantino movie uh kill bill so i literally so for that one when it came my time i walked on unsheathed a sword cut off a guy's hand grabbed baby and just yelled fuck really loudly
0: (laughs) you know that's not inaccurate as far as a tarantino movie
1: goes exactly that that was the audience loved it i was like that's really all i know about quentin tarantino swords and fuck
0: swords and fuck the quentin tarantino story (laughs) a lifetime original movie (laughs) That's going to that's gonna happen a lot, let's just say, right now. <coughs> Forgive my phlegm. The Sam Dubusky story <laughs> Lifetime original movie. Okay, I promise not to do any more for at least two minutes.
1: Um, at least until I do.
0: At least until you do. Yeah, then it's, then it's like when you're at Red Robin, the first time you hear them do the happy birthday song, you're guaranteed to hear it
1: like four more times Mm. That's out that song is out of copyright now.
0: It was in copyright before?
1: Yep, it was in copyright for a long time, long ass time. And now and it was out. I wonder f- how
0: they called people on that.
1: <laughs> I
0: hear you singing that at home.
1: It's dark magic. Yeah. You, it's like it's like a summoning ritual for the longest mm-hmm. time if you, you chanted the happy birthday song a lawyer would appear into mad money. <laughs>
0: Oh, you meant the the, like, the generic one. Yes. I thought you meant the specific one they did at Red Robin. No,
1: the generic uh, Happy Birthday to You, Happy Birthday to You, that one was technically under copyright for a long time. Oh, boy. That's why you never hear it in movies and stuff.
0: Oh. Now we can make the Happy Birthday movie. <laughs> it's just uh, telling people Happy Birthday.
1: It'll be a sequel to the Emoji movie.
0: Well, <laughs> less poop. Uh, also known as none. So sure. None poops. I guarantee it.
1: No more shits. To give or take.
0: Nope. None. Clear yourself out. It's gonna be like a it's gonna be the colonic of movies. Just get get all that shit out beforehand. All set. Alright, okay. We're actually gonna let Cameron talk and tell a story. But first everyone Take a deep breath. You too, Rob. Gotta let it out. I'm watching you very good. (laughs) Thank you. And close your eyes. And think about what you're doing. Exactly right now. As you're listening to this podcast. And ask yourself. Is it a good idea? Are you... working on the script? For a Lifetime original movie? (laughs) Uh. That's gonna... That's gonna vary. But I don't know if you've... seen Lifetime original movies. They're not, how shall we say, the best? So I only hope... As you take on that endeavor that you really do your darndest so you don't end up being a bad joke like all the other ones that I've made about lifetime original movies. Are you watching a lifetime original movie? Hmm I wanna say don't, but that's not really up to me to decide. As long as you're not harming anyone with a Lifetime original. Don't make anyone else watch a Lifetime original movie. That's rude. Consume them yourself as much as you want. But don't be like, hey, come over to my house on Saturday. I'm going to make you a pot roast and we'll play Scrabble. And then you tape them to the couch and you're like, we're watching Lifetime original movies.
1: Oh, no. That's a bad idea.
0: That's bad. That's a really bad idea. So don't do that.
1: Um, I have one in few of mine.
0: Yeah, go for it. Um,
1: I got to appeal to my nerd people. Uh, Are you rolling up a character for a Dungeons & Dragons game and are really, really considering rolling up a drow fighter ranger who dual wields scimitars and has a uh, Black Panther as an animal companion? Don't do that. You're you're being that person. Pick a character that's not already created by R.I. Salvatore. (laughs) And Sam got it. There we go. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> the the only rule when you're developing a character is that they should have at least one free hand because at some point you're gonna need to shake it. Don't dual wield. You're just showing off.
1: Yeah, yeah. Have you? Are you about to utter the phrase? But it's what my character would do. Don't do that. Don't. The, maybe reconsider the actions that have led you to this point. Um. <laughs> You're, no one, no one's going to be happy with you that you just torch the village. Even, even if your character is an asshole, doesn't mean you have to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like that rule. I guess in any variety of media, you don't, you don't portray boredom by boring people. Like you can, you can show that someone is an asshole without being an asshole yourself.
1: Wise words to live by.
0: Also, how are you torching this stupid village if you have a sword in each hand? Figure that one out, guy. Is your panther carrying a torch? They're gonna burn their little whiskers off.
1: Uh, duh. He's a magician. he's casting firebolt through his scimitar, of course. I just those went-
0: darn firebolt scimitars. I forgot about those.
1: I just went all nerd. I'm sorry.
0: Better than going half, nerd. You gotta commit. Okay, so. What are you going to be talking about today, Cameron? So, all right. uh, Tell us your story.
1: (laughs) Uh, My story does not involve Dungeons, Dragons, or um, bad character concepts that people butcher without actually understanding the character themselves. My character, my story, my character. (laughs) Uh, No, uh, yes. There are times I wish it was just a character. That way I could step off stage and just be like, wow, I'm glad I'm not that person.
0: (laughs) Just take a couple of notes, go to sleep, come back and do the performance over again.
1: Yeah. No, uh, my story involves high school, um, falling in love and just, just doing things that should not have been done. Yeah. So this story involves me going back to high school and um, a couple points of background with this that, uh, I kind of want to bring up, um. For One, my high the place where I went to high school was very, very small. Um, I can't say too much, I'm not gonna say exactly where it was because you probably figure it out if anybody who knows me or might know me or knows somebody who who knows somebody. So, but um, it was basically like my graduating class, like 16 people in it. So, holy
0: shit, that is tiny!
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And one thing with small town, and keep in mind, I was coming from this from Colorado Springs where I went to middle school, and so it was a huge huge adjustment um mainly because living in colorado springs like i was always kind of drilled into me is like don't be walking around outside by yourself because you're likely to get stabbed mugged murdered kidnapped all, all those kinds of things all at once all at once and sometimes several times during the day <laughs> <laughs> but uh
0: if there's one thing they are in colorado springs it's efficient
1: <laughs> indeed um but uh and the other thing and the school I was at, like I don't remember too much about it. When I, I think I was only there for like one year of middle school before I moved over to my where I eventually finish up middle school and then go to high school. Uh, one, def- I don't remember too much of the middle school in Colorado Springs, but my mother tells me that uh, I used to beg her not to make me go back there. So it must have been pretty fucking shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing I remember was the time when there was a bomb threat and the principal didn't tell any of the parents because there were too many to talk about. And so the only reason <laughs> my mom found out was because she worked for the Mary School and she found out and she took me out and I got to spend my day with Illumary School kids. And then after it was over... And after everything was over, she went over the high school and ripped the principal a new one. And his defense was, his defense literally was, "Well, there's too many parents to have to call and tell them." I was like, "That's not a, that's no, yeah, that's your whole job." Yeah, that's you've
0: signed up to tell parents things.
1: Yeah, I mean, and keep in mind this isn't that far off. This was maybe a year or two before after Columbine happened. So it's like it's like maybe maybe take your job a little more seriously. yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, shoot an email. Jeez, I'm trying to remember how prevalent email with. was
1: that. Uh, I don't remember now. Any case, so I went to high school in this uh, tiny little town with my 16 other classmates. Originally, it was actually l- much larger in my freshman year, and then we had it dwindled to 16. We actually had more, and they left. People left, so it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But um, this is um, primary person of this story is a girl i will call diana and uh diana held special mention because um she was really the first person i met and at at this new place um she was because i went in at i went i went in about my second year of middle school and i didn't know anybody i didn't really know anything that was going on and i did not make friends really easy I wasn't very outgoing. I'm, I was a lot different person than I was today where like, I can str- try a have a conversation with people and do things and especially on stage and like doing acting. But back then I was kind of very shy, very quiet, very reserved and kind of um, just didn't really s- say much. And so um, Diana was a girl, a girl in grade above me who kind of lean over kind of started talking to me, kind of asked me how I was doing and all that. And um, yeah. And uh after a after time, I made some friends in my own class. Um, then we get over to high school. And um, getting into high school, again, Diana was a year above me. And uh, I got to... Actually, before that, in middle school, um, I really got to know her and four, three other girls that were also great above me when um, there was a reading contest. And if you read all these books on a list, you got to go to, like, a family fun zone of, like, kind of bumper cars and... Um, um, like I kind have of arcade and like laser tag. Mm-hmm. I was the only one in my class to do it and then the only three, these four girls were the only ones to do it out of their class. So like I I as a middle school boy got to spend a whole day with uh, in the company of four older older women. So which is which is a dream for some boys, but uh, in my case it was just I I had fun like they I had enjoyed in being in their company. Yeah. So um, get moving into high school. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was that started th- th- it. It might've been my junior. I think it all kind of started snowballing in my junior year. Um, but the long story short is that, um, I started kind of developing feelings for Diana because Diana was a very, um, she's very gentle, very caring, very sweet. Um, and, also was attractive to me and um, I kind of started kind of feeling kind of very kind of like you know, having attracted to her, I kind of really kind of had growing a crush on her. Yeah.
0: And this is like f- uh, four years
1: into knowing her about roughly speaking, I would say four um, or five, four or five probably like closer that. to four um, mainly because uh, after my first year of middle school and my, um, I moved to my third year of middle school, and, um, I don't remember what the grades are now. It's ridiculous. Um, 12th, 11th, 10th, 9th. So yeah, I would what, sorta,
0: what sort of setup was your middle school on? Because I went to two different ones and they were totally different grade wise.
1: I skipped over six because I took six in Colorado Springs. So I, it was 7th, 8th, and then high school was 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th. Okay. So. Okay. Based so. I, th- I think I was I was I want to say I was a junior at the time, and so I I say like a, close to the four years because by that point the high school was in a different, literally in a different town. Um, the middle schools the middle school were like the middle schools in one town, the high school was in a different town, and it's like once you could,
0: uh, one of those tiny where it's like the whole county is more, working on one set of schools.
1: It's complicated, but I don't really want to say too much more because yeah. then it makes it really easy to identify where I went to school, and I'm not okay with that. It was just
0: tiny schools, and they're far apart. Tiny tiny schools, tiny, yes.
1: Tiny baby schools.
0: If you leave them long enough, they grow into big
1: schools. <laughs> no, they don't. Or, or they, or they waste away. <laughs> no, they don't. I, my, trust me. I've, I, I had not gotten, contacted really anybody from my old school that much, and it's like, no, they don't. It's, mm-hmm. it. If anything, they should become more smaller and insular. But regardless. Um, so there was so there's so kind of much contraction and it didn't really help that um, I took I took theater because um, art was not really my thing. And I wasn't that big a fan of the art teacher I had. Um, she and I kind of had butt heads in the past over stupid shit. And but I did theater and we did a cute little play. And Diana's character and my character, Diana's character was infatuated with my character and was constantly chasing after my character and. I should say right now, like, the play in question was one of those really kind of, like, I almost want to call it like, B-list musicals. Not, nothing from, like, Greece or something like that, but more mm-hmm. kind of, like, the ones with, like, the stupid, ridiculous names. Um, I'm trying to think of a made-up one that sounds about right, but I'm drawing a blank. So... Yeah. But... Um, and so we had a scene where it's like During like um, the two main characters Kind of have like a corny love song Like it was, they were supposed to be like She, um, Diana and I were supposed to be Kind of behind a couch backstage um, Behind a couch on set And the gag was supposed to be that I would come out And be covered in like kiss marks And like she'd been like smooching all over my character And my character totally not being into this Which was shocking because I would I would have been perfectly fine with that But um,
0: <laughs> That's why they call it acting
1: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> I had to act like I wasn't disappointed by this, um, but no, actually I did. Act, um, she what she would do is she actually used her um, uh, hand, to kind of like basically made a little hand mouth thing uh, and put lipstick in there and I pressed it on my cheek and I remember jokingly saying, "Sam's trying to do it now." <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to see like how that actually that would be pretty convincing.
1: It was. It, I mean. It's not like anybody was really looking that close, and yeah. I remember something. At stage, uh, one of my professors says, like if they're paying that close attention to things that are happening on stage, then the actors aren't doing their job. So, hmm. well, like, like if
0: they're taken out of the story by something as minuscule as whether the kiss marks look right, then well, you're not doing your job. To be
1: specific, like um, like when I was working on something, like I had to put silver tape around a table to make it look like an old fifty style of table. Yeah, And, um, I was like, oh, it doesn't look perfect up here. And, um, the stage manager person was like, if they're paying that close attention to it, then the actors aren't doing their job. So I think it's more so like if they're um, starting to pick up discrepancies and like, oh that doesn't look quite right. Or that doesn't look like right, then clearly the actors are not doing the job of hooking the audience and making them pick care about what's happening. So that makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, back to Diana and, uh, hand kisses. <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> I mean, she was doing this. And I remember distinctly saying to her, "Like, well, why don't you just why don't you just kiss me on the cheek?" I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And I, in my when I mentioned the story to Sam, I left out like what the climax was, but I kind of mentioned it was like nice guy behaviors. And it's like I never went as far as the, I don't as far as I remember I never went as far as kind of being like upset with her when she wouldn't do these things but it was definitely kind of the thing of like oh well I'll get to be friends with her first and then naturally transition into a relationship because it made sense to me at the time because it was like okay if I get to know this person first and naturally transition to that then things will be then everything because we'll already know each other and then in the unlikely event that something goes wrong we can go back to being friends and it's like no that doesn't work yeah that's it
0: doesn't work super great no. By the way, that was nice guy in quotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cameron actually did the quotes. You just couldn't see because yes. you were listening. Yeah.
1: But um, so Diana was like, no, Cameron, I'm not going to kiss you. I don't kiss my friends. And I was like, well, that's, I don't think, it. I kind of, I kept pushing the issue a little bit. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't think that's that bad of a, de- idea, a thing. And, I was like, and she's like, no. And I, I distinctly remember, like, at one point, like I went home and I talked to my mom about it. And she's like, well, just explain your side of things. That I don't think she quite understood exactly where the, full brunt of it was but uh what the full extent of it was until much later Mm -hmm. but um i eventually came back as i kind of made a like a a series of arguments and at the time she did have a boyfriend who i think was in either a year above her or in the same grade as her so uh, i but i knew him too and he was a cool guy um still is a cool guy but more on that later um and she wouldn't do it and i was like okay so i'll just drop it and leave it alone and play it off that hitch and the climax of or the yeah the climax of all this was um there we had a tradition called the junior scene, senior banquet where the junior class and their parents and the senior class and their parents would all kind of get together and they kind of, it's to celebrate the seniors so and there were two big traditions that were a part of this um the first one was senior wills where like the seniors would say I so and so am willing off um this aspect or kind of abstract thing, like kind of joke wills kind of thing to such and such. Mm -hmm. And the second part of it was the junior predictions and the junior predictions where (laughs) a member of the junior class,
0: they brought out Nostradamus (laughs)
1: Uh, and he gave everyone a personalized prediction. No, they didn't bring up, they brought up Nostradamus. That's what happened. And you'll see why I say that. (laughs)
0: I don't want to make a commitment this early, but that might be the episode title.
1: That's that's perfectly fine with me. You know, it'll no make s-
0: dumbasses in the front running.
1: Okay, I'll it. I think you might agree by the end of it, uh, by when I get to the get to the point. Um, but uh, basically, the whole point was like the juniors come like have funny predictions about like what the senior class would be doing. then they write a little story about like the seniors coming back after like 10 years and like doing all this kind of stuff. So, and, um, you pick one, they pick one person to do this. And the one person that uh, got picked to do this, or I don't remember if it was picked or volunteered, but it was me. And I had some fun ones. Um, I had the one, I had one where our star football, baseball Um, athlete in the school um i made the prediction that he would end up becoming a ballet dancer um that would i had one girl uh i predicted that one girl would end up becoming a dallas cowboys cheerleader just but um for diana uh i had some i had something special in mind and what that special something was i made the prediction that diana would uh eventually uh, fall in love with and marry a very successful computer programmer named Cameron.
0: Oh. Yeah. And you, didn't, you didn't give yourself an alias, Cameron. <laughs> no, I didn't. But that, I mean, that's high school level subtlety.
1: The fu- I remember thinking I was being subtle about this. Like, I remember thinking I was like, oh, this is, it's not too overt. No, it fucking wasn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not too overt. There's just only like 40 of us in this room, and one of them is scared. That's just, uh, well, I mean, the, I think back about high school, and I wasn't any even closer to variety of smarter.
1: Well, and here's the other part of that, too um, the person who wrote it is also the person who presents it. So <laughs> I got up in front of Diana and her parents. Oh. My parents, oh. my jun- the junior class and their parents, my the senior class and their parents, and the administrators of this tiny r- little school, and read out this fucking prediction. Mm. And at the end, of, I even said, the, I got a little laugh, and I said, at the end, I was like, oh, I can dream, right? And I was just like, and at the time, I was like, this is perfect. This is absolutely perfect. And um, for the story, I, the only line I mentioned was that Diana showed up with her husband, and all the girls were impressed by the size of the rock on Diana's ring. And it's uh, looking back on that, even talking about it, I was like,
0: Oh my God, what were you
1: <laughs> And there's another kicker to this story too, um, which I haven't mentioned yet, but now's a good time. Um, Diana is what well, is and still was and still is a particularly religious. Um, she is Christian. So, um, and she actually gave me my first Bible. And in my haste to try and like get, Closer to her I thought okay yes I'm going to start reading the bible And become Christian and so that way she and I Can have stuff to talk about uh, Lesson number one uh, religion is not A good way to hook up with somebody That's just a no go <laughs> No no don't do it that's what But you- it's
0: such a good way to jump Into casual conversation <laughs> Just get right into religion
1: Just start quoting song of songs at them They'll. That's, that's, a, that's a panty wetter
0: <laughs> How about that Jesus huh yeah. Pretty cool guy Am I right
1: And he was well hung as well But Tish
0: <laughs> But and, anyway
1: Um And I actually did I actually started reading the Bible And uh, another pro tip If you are A couple of things One If you are actually considering Reading the Bible And you haven't before Do It's It's got some interesting points Like I remember enjoying Some bits of it When I did go on to uh, A Jesuit college And I would had I had to take religion classes And Sam knows what's up Yeah Yeah And uh but the one thing I would say don't do is uh don't try to read like a regular book. Which is what I did. Like I started at Genesis and just read it through like I would a normal book. And it's dry as all hell.
0: Like I, ch- I got
1: into Leviticus and I just got started getting depressed and was like, This is just really depressing. And even Diana was like, Yeah, no, you don't read it as a normal book. You skip around to different bits.
0: I tried to read the Bible at one point, like just to show that I could, I think. hmm Um I might have been like ten or eleven. And I got to, like, the second list of who begat who. And I was like, I can't handle this. What even is this? That, this is it just a list of names? I,
1: I think it's the book of Numbers. It's li- numbers is literally a census list, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, probably. But um,
0: all I know is that it wasn't very far in. <laughs> and I, I cut out. I was like, no more.
1: Yeah, I remember. Um, and Diane was very kind enough to, to underline certain passages um, of interest to me. Uh, one of which is at the very beginning is like, in the beginning, God created the universe because I believe in evolution. And so it was like, and she was like, well, no, God created the universe. And so I was like, oh, how do I, how do I console these two different things of God and evolution? And funny enough, I think one of the popes came back and said like, yeah, no, no you can totally do that. And it's like, and much later I learned is like a number of Jesuit priests were actually very prominent scientists. Um, Gregor Mandel is one of them, I believe.
0: I don't, I don't know. I can't confirm that. I could that. just be
1: talking out of my ass, but I just remember. I wouldn't of, know. Hmm.
0: So just just go in it with confidence.
1: Yeah, sounds about right. Um, so, and yeah, I, I did this, and um, and I even got to a point where like she actually lent me some like videos that disproved evolution by kind of talking about some facts. And I remember debating with another female friend of mine who was also in her class, and those arguments kind of got shred, and I was like, oh, damn, I don't really know what I'm doing here. And it's kind of like, so, yeah. But the backstory for that is kind of necessary because... Um, after i made my grand subtle pronouncement of love i talked to diana afterwards and i was i think i was eager to kind of show her it was like look i've been reading the bible i i know it said like we should i'm totally a good match for you cuz i've been reading the bible and i quoted a bible verse to her and it was john 3:16 let's just say it it wasn't even a clever one it wasn't even relevant it was it was the most common fucking verse. Everyone knows it. You see it on WWE. Uh, for he, for God's to love the world that He gave His only one and only Son. It's the one that gets quoted oh. on like uh, signs on and in the, in the uh, crowds at like the wrestling events and stuff like that. Um, and so, yeah, so that happened, and um, I think it was like a day after um, I was. I tried to talk to Diana again and I don't know if I was feeling kind of like maybe I shouldn't have done that or whatever. But um, Diana eventually kind of decided, she kind of said like, Cameron, I need some space. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I remember. And it was like, okay. And to her credit, sh- that wasn't the thing that upset her. And being the good upright Christian, she was, um, she was more upset about the gr- me saying one of the girls was going to end up a Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Like she was more upset about that legitimately. Huh. Because She's like, Well, you're that was a very sexual kind of thing to say. I was like, I didn't think about it, I just thought it'd be kind of funny. And it's like, uh, So I was like, and of course, I was like, She's like, uh, like uh, I apologize to the girl in front of Diane. She's like, and that girl's like, Okay, yeah, it's fine, I forgive you. Um, but I had golf practice next, uh, right after school, and so it's like I drove to golf practice because that was in another town, and I was just trying not to cry because like I, I had a really big crush on her, and um so I went through golf press came home. My mom saw that everything I was distraught and kind of, I told her what happened. She said, well, I not. I was like, well, I'm not surprised. I think she was really your first crush. And, um, the epilogue, the story is actually rather interesting in that, um, my relationship with Diana hasn't actually suffered. Like, um, after she graduated, I got a picture. I got a picture with her and my other three friends, uh, Upperclassmen, female friends. Um, She called me during my graduation um, to see how to wish me congratulations when I first went to college. And she, and I was, had that feeling in the pit of my stomach, and the realization of like, I'm about to embark on this huge step of my life kicked in. I was just like, I, and I was thinking, I can't do this. I called her and one of my other friends, and she answered, and we had long talks about this. I went to her wedding. She did later marry her high school sweetheart um i was at i went to her wedding i i went was at the announcement party when she announced that she was engaged i saw i saw and held her first child um we're still friends and it's i'm i'm of two minds on on the one on hand it's kind of like well diane is a really good person she's a very sweet individual which she is like she's a very kind of um she's very christ-like in that she is a individual that's like she's very kind of caring and she very motherly and like mm-hmm. it very much suits her. And then, but on the other hand, like thinking about Leia, I was, kind of, there's the cynical part of my was like, well, that was privilege in action. Cause I didn't really suffer at all. Um, I didn't suffer social. Like no one mocked me or made fun of me for it. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody in the administration said anything about it, which, which was kind of one thing I kind of figured out later. Thinking about, it, I was like, yeah because i had to have a teacher and, and the principal read these to, to make sure i wasn't like being absolutely horrible and oh so they
0: read them beforehand
1: yes and not a single one of them was like hey um maybe don't put this in there um and another part of this is gonna make me look even worse is that um one of the, for one of the uh seniors um a suggestion was made by one of the classmates, and I included it and read it out. And that suggestion was that um, this, I think it was he the guy would end up going to college, dropping out, and then going back to one of the big family farms in the area and end up picking potatoes and pulling rye. And for, spoiler, the, the senior in question is Hispanic. So it's, mm-hmm. and like, nobody caught, con- like, I never took any flack for that. Like, the administrator, none of the administrators or teachers like, yeah maybe don't write this that's really kind of racist as i was was thinking about it was like oh no i remembered the thing again it's just and then again like hindsight's 2020 and looking back there's a lot of stuff Mike's school did that was kind of not on the up and up i i distinctly remember for um our school we had school spirit week where we had like theme days you might Mm -hmm. have done something similar one of our theme days was hobo day we literally, like, everybody dressed up as a, like, it was, just like, it was like homeless or a hobo. And uh, there was like trash in the hallways, making it look like a dirty street. Um, I distinctly remember one of the people in my class went all out and had a sign that said, like, anything helps. And on the reverse, it said, on the reverse, it said Jew. And that got taken cool. away from yeah. them.
0: <laughs> that. I I thought this outfit was bad enough when I heard the front part of the sign and then you told me what the back of the sign said.
1: Shockingly that was got what got taken away from him. Like that part got taken that got taken away from him, but the joking about a Hispanic senior going back and basically doing work as a migrant worker, that was perfectly fine. And it was just like, "Huh, even the whole hobo hobo day thing was like, "Huh, that's um wow. That's uh that's kind of special i'm guessing this place was pretty white there yeah actually i think i think for a while yeah yeah it's uh i think we maybe had two black kids at one point they were i think and they came in and i remembering now um one of the people in my class um because we had a, we had Spanish and Spanish teacher was like she loved chocolate. and She's like, okay, if you bring me chocolate, I think once she said something like, bring me chocolate, and I'll forgive you for something. And one of the guys in my class was like, okay, I'll send so and so up, and that so and so being the name of the black kid who is uh, in the middle school. And Spanish teacher is like, get back in here, and was like, and said to him, do you want to see fire come I of my nose? And dipshit, the guy who originally suggested the uh, whole protection for the senior, raised his hand, was like, I do! And he got called after, too. It was like, you... Dipshit really is just the perfect name for him, because he is doing stuff like that all the time. Just, mm. no one liked him, but I think... Correction. They tolerated him, because they could just like, just, like, shut up, dipshit. So...
0: There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of calling people out at this school.
1: Not really. Not really. Um, I think the most... You no, know, I can't talk about that one because that would really identify my school. But um, there was one moment where two idiots broke in and did something that caused a shit ton of damage to the school, and uh, they got caught and got expelled. But um, or not expelled, but I think they just got caught, and I don't remember what happened with them. But um, so yeah, like again, I didn't really suffer any consequences for it, and it was just kind of like all was pretty much well, and I finished out the rest of my year perfectly fine. So. Yeah, it's um, that's what happened with that. Um,
0: I'm try- sorry, I'm thinking about this school.
1: <laughs> just stuck on this school.
0: I'm just, well, I'm, because I, I think of my high school and I think of like what a high school environment in like a liberal, not Christian area would be now mm-hmm. and i feel like that definitely not like the other racially charged stuff but i also feel like what you ended up writing in there mm-hmm. in a different school in a different time like would not
1: fly at all it shouldn't have but small town small town america so yeah <laughs> um yeah and again that was one of the things like I even said during the speech, I was like, Oh, I didn't suggest it so and so did and I was like it was like, and thinking about that, I was like, you not only put this in, but you deflected responsibility for this. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, but um I didn't hate the school like compared to being Carlos Swings like I liked it. I actually had friends or at least people who I was on good terms with mm-hmm. I, I had fun um Again, just like hindsight's twenty twenty, it's like you kind of see all the, all the stuff that you don't. You see a lot of the things that you missed the first time going through because you're you got different. You look at things through a different lens, and so when I look back, it's kind of like, yeah, we had some problems. um I distinctly remember. I there was definitely a hierarchy depending on what sports you played. I played golf because I actually wanted to play. Like I tried playing baseball and I, it was literally the same few people playing every time. Mm-hmm. And when I asked the coach like, Hey, I want to get put in. Like, what do I have to do to get put in? And I remember I asked this after a game and the coach, the assistant coach gave me a filthy look. Cause I, I had talked to him previously and I just kind of skipped over him and talked to the, head coach i was like well you're not giving me answers so i'm gonna go ahead and talk to these this person and no shit the head coach looked at me and said like well cameron i would put you in but i didn't want you to embarrass yourself and it was like all right guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and uh my mom was not happy about that like she was livid and she went and she's like is he gonna play and he's like for any of the other guys coach's like probably not. And i'm like okay and he's just gonna quit and it's like all right and i did because uh, i actually i didn't I actually got to a point where I was feeling like um, the only reason... Because I'd get put into, like, pinch hit for somebody, like, the pitcher. And it was usually, like, when there's two outs, like, last inning. And I like I even told my mom at one point, I was like, I... Because kids, we have foul, ball, foul balls go off and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I'd hustle out and go get them. And I remember telling my mother one point, I was like, I feel like the only reason I get put in to do anything at all is because I go out and I retrieve the foul balls, which that's not really a, that's not exactly what I call a conducive environment for actually playing. Like I actually wanted to play and not just in terms of practice, like, and golf yeah. was a good, a good way to do that. Cause it was just like, Hey, you actually get to play, but, um, yeah, golf and tr- that golf and track were kind of like the two outcast spring sports. Um, in winter in the fall, you had football and volleyball. Those were the two big ones. Um, winter was winter was basketball. Wrestling was kind of okay, but, um, which I actually wrestled for a very brief while in high school, and I did wrestle mm-hmm. for two years in middle school. Which surprising because I was a string bean. Um, never won a match, but I got close a couple of times. So, yeah, you know. but um, yeah. So outside of, um, but yeah, like I said, outside of that that moment, uh, nothing really happened with it. Um, if anything, I feel like I kind of, I kind of developed some some things that were really detrimental to like eventually I did get to a point where I stopped kind of like, um, l- uh, not lusting, but kind of like, um, mooning over Diana mm-hmm. and kind of like, cause I think I got to college and I was like, there are other women here and they're actually my age and I can talk to them and they have interests. I have, it's like, all right, that's, this that sounds good. And I think a lot, I feel, I kind of feel like some of what happened, I've developed some habits that weren't very healthy for dealing with the opposite sex, and I still feel like I don't have very healthy habits, but in different ways. Um, mm-hmm. with college, um I still was kind of this mindset of like if I'm friends with them first that'll work better because i can get to know them and we're not wasting each other's time finding out it's like oh we're gonna go out on a date oh we're perfectly incompatible like well this is a waste of time okay yeah which really shouldn't have been the case um second thing is i was was kind of very kind of like a phys- physically needy like i i don't remember how you used to remember but like i would always kind of try and hug certain people like usually girls Mm-hmm. Um, I get a hug, and I remember after a while, it was kind of like they started saying like, "No, Cameron." And it was like, you know, I was like, "Oh, but uh, did I do something wrong?" I was like, "No, no, it's just you don't have to hug everybody." And it's like, and I kind of think I got the point, and I realized looking back, I was kind of like, "Yeah, I was kind of really kind of like doing the kind of like I give the like," and they were receptive to it. Um, uh, but um, but there were other things I did where I'm pretty sure there's at least one girl who I I don't talk to anymore. She I've tried to kind of communicate with her and. We just it just doesn't happen, um she doesn't respond which considering certain thing um there's one girl in particular I was really kind of attracted to, and I was like, "Oh, well, she's not really attracted, and she kind of said like, "Oh, I'm not really attracted to you, and I was like, "Oh, that's okay, and mentally I'm thinking." oh, I can do just the, let's be friends thing again, just to do it and kind of get close that way and kind of like do little things like, uh, oh, here's a birthday present. Oh, or, oh, hey, uh, let me walk you back to your apartment, which is uh, right ne- across the street from mine. It's perfectly reasonable for you to walk back being a strong, a strong, independent woman that you are. And it's just really kind of, I don't know, it's, it feels like I didn't really have a good grasp on like what is and was not like, healthy ways to kind of like approach people it's like hey i'm interested in you let's date yeah and uh, like even my first girlfriend um was kind of it kind of happened by accident like i was she was much younger than me but i was like hey let's go over to my place and we'll watch some kind of we'll watch youtube videos together and it was like things kind of slowly progressed and i was like oh crap she's into me turns out like she thought i was I, she thought i was giving the signal of like oh yeah he's into you because i invite her over to do stuff and it's like, it's, it, we, we, I went with it and it was like, fuck it, let's try it and see what happens. And, um, that's a different story. And I can't, and I'm not going to talk about the, that one because that one involves other people's personal problems and struggles. So, mm-hmm. and I haven't asked for permission beforehand. Yeah. So I think consent is sexy. Um, yeah. And, uh, nowadays I can kind of feel like I'm a little too skittish. Like, I remember there was one instance where I was in a mall in a mall and I saw this kind of cute girl kind of sitting by herself kind of talking to and I was like oh she's kind of cute and I was like wait a minute is this the appropriate time to approach her I mean she's in a mall and by herself but maybe she doesn't want to talk to and I I must have passed by like behind her like three times just kind of thinking it. I never went through with it but I must mm-hmm. to the average outside to somebody looking at this conversation I must have looked like the biggest fucking creep and it's like what is this guy doing and it's like and I'm I almost feel like I'm too... Sometimes I feel like I'm a little too concerned. Like, I went from one... Not quite one extreme. I never got to, the like, the... I hope... At least I don't think I did. Some people might... No, I I feel fairly confident in saying I never got quite to the point of, like, incel territory. um, Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, the (laughs) incels really just hate women.
1: I mean, that's their thing. So... Or, like, true, like, nice guy territory is like, oh, allow me, my lady, and then getting pissy because they don't get something in return for them, for their generosity, because human interaction is also... Because they look at it as human transaction, not human interaction.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, you get to the absolute worst end of that spectrum, and it's men who actually react aggressively to these maneuvers not working.
1: Yeah, which... I never got into that thing, Christ. Um, It's... I the pickup artist just no, no. <laughs> that's the pretty that's an accurate sound effect. It, it really is, um, but yeah, it was just kind of one of those things. Um, I don't know, I, I'm still kind of working on it. I I can still be pretty social and talk with people. Um, uh, it takes me a little while, but I've had moments where like I'll just kind of go. I I think there was one event for New Year's I was at. I was like, kind of, I was by myself, and I just kind of walked up to a group of strangers, like, "Hey, I'm here by myself. Can I hang with you guys?" And they're like, "Sure." And it's like, "Sweet." Mm-hmm. So, and that worked out pretty darn well. And yeah, after after we were done, just kind of went our separate ways. So, yeah. Um, at this point, I think I'm just kind of rambling. Did you have any special thoughts or questions you wanted to ask? Well, I'm
0: just thinking about, because um, you just see, because we talk about the sort of like nice guy. Behaviors in quotes, nice guy Mm, behavior in quotes. Um, What it really is, it's not. I don't know. I feel like sometimes when people talk about it, they approach it like these are like these are behaviors that just pop up and a person just like pops up and they exist like this. And other people, mainly men, want to act like it's an outlier. But this is like an actual example where you see someone you who actually did this stuff at a young age and did things that people should have called out like when you were still a youngin and they didn't and then you end up having i mean i have a million of those in different arenas where it's like someone should have told me to fuck off real early and it just didn't happen um you see like how it like totally affects all of your social interactions after that. And like you, you're learning from your environment and you do this series of things and the Mm -hmm. response is that everything's cool. And you're like, okay, that
1: sort of works. Keep doing that. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, I think in, I think in my case, like it didn't get the result I wanted and I don't, I did, wasn't enough of a, pill to pitch a fit about it and i probably would not have probably would not i had the good sense not to because my mother would not have take would not have dealt with it um Mm -hmm. my mother is a very strong ass woman and so like she kind of told me you need to respect women i think the thing with that though is that um respect for women is kind of like there's a lot of very subtle nuances to it as well like there's there's i feel like there's respect and then there's also kind of like Respect with air quotes, in the sense like you're doing it. I think intent is kind of the big thing. it's like, because some of the nice guys over here is like, are kind of nice things, like buying a drink for somebody. Like, that's that's a, that's a cool thing to do for somebody. Like, and I have done that. I have bought a drink for somebody. I was like, hey, I'll buy I'll buy a drink for you. What would you like? He's like, oh, okay. And it was in a bar, and it was a girl, and it was actually on Valentine's Day, which, um, which uh, that one was that one was actually pretty good. Um, there was like an anonymous male. Um, um, that one I that one I actually had a very positive female interaction with and it didn't end up um, didn't end up going exactly where I was hoping it would but um, at, at the end it, I was like well nuts and uh, uh, basically it was a Valentine's Day event and I had um, uh, it was kind of a thing where um, the host you can kind of give the host a, a ticket with a guy you can have a number and like there's like a, a male thing it could be anonymous or you say like, you write your number down. You write the number of the person you want to send the message to, and um, what message it was. And um, it was one of those things where, and um, I did that. And the message I wrote down to this one girl who I was like, oh, she's kind of cute. I'll break the ice this way." Uh, was uh, I wrote down, and the host read out, uh, "Roses are red, violets are blue. I suck at icebreakers, also rhyming." And that was my introduction. But. <laughs> and uh yeah I I, that worked I kind of she laughed I kind of walked in and said hi I'm I'm number eight and just kind of like stuck in my hand like we had a conversation with it and I bought her a a drink bought myself a drink and um she we nothing really progressed any further than that but um Incidentally, that was also one where I had somebody say uh, tell me, it was like, you have, the, you have a beautiful smile. Can I buy you a drink? I was like, hey! I, it, <laughs> and then I found it. it was,
0: <laughs> you have a beautiful smile. I would love to fill it with alcohol.
1: <laughs> Can I get you something? And the punchline of that story is it was a guy, and I am not gay. So, um, yeah, that didn't... Uh, it, it was a good... It was, it was a very good... It was, it was very sweet and also a very nice gesture, but just not the... Not the right configuration of pieces, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I think, like, I think, but going back to my original point, I was, like, intense kind of thing like, what is your intent? But it's, like, and I think a lot of the, I feel like kind of a lot of the nice guy behaviors devolve into kind of a thing of, like, my intention is to get something from you. Yeah. Whereas, like, normally it'd be, like, this is a nice thing to do. Because there's a there is i think there is a tendency to kind of look at human interaction as transactional i'm getting so i'm getting something out of out of this and you are getting something out of this mm-hmm. and you, that's not always the case um uh sometimes people are going to want things from you um that and expect and they're not going to give you anything in return like respect or um, anyone who's worked ever worked retail knows this one for a fact. Like, <laughs> and I do work retail, yep. and I have encountered the, I have encountered many people who they want a thing, I tell them no, and then they throw a hissy fit. Um, one particular example that stopped speaks out in my mind is um, I used to work for a small campground area where uh, the convenience store, and we sold alcohol, and it they said like in the
0: picker, in a campground.
1: Yes, um, it was a. Uh, oh it was kind of like one of
0: those things you weren't supposed to have
1: yeah it was it was a campground that was operated by a company that was operating on state park land so they kind of had a permit for it and it was just uh beer beer and wine yeah um uh, this is actually before washington state was allowed to sell um hard liquor in their stores but we didn't qualify because we had too many under 18s so uh working as a summer job but um the one the policy of the canker has a weak card regardless of how old you look which a lot of little ladies got a kick out of like a lot of them that made their day and <laughs> um, that was kind of, <laughs> of fun um the one the funniest one i remember that didn't have a good reaction keep in mind like it, this policy is posted on the door on both sides of the sliding guest door where you kept beer like it was posted like nine different places around the store you'd have you could not look at it without, you could not be in the store without seeing these signs and realizing we will card you regardless of how old you look. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, retail customers have special blindness that allows them to ignore. Oh, they won't
0: read signs. No. I worked at a concert house. I spent so much time just designing different signs and seeing like how many of the little pointing hands I could like put down the sides of this piece of paper that tells you how much this show costs. And then you put it right in front where people's faces normally go. And instead they just duck around so they can see you and talk to you. And then they ask you how much of the show is. <laughs> so I want to be like, it's on the side in front of
1: you. I had a manager be like, we need a bigger sign for the exit so people won't go through the wrong door. I'm like, we could put dancing showgirls there and they wouldn't notice. Like they will, <laughs> they're just going to be oblivious. It's, it's the customer way. But um, this gentleman, he came up with a, a 12-pack, I think, of uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon, which, red flag number one. Um, hey, it's
0: trendy now. <laughs> it came all the way back around.
1: <laughs> sure it did. I'm not a big beer person, anyway. I prefer cider, so it's not Yeah, no loss there. I um, like beer.
0: <laughs> I can't drink it. Mm.
1: But, uh, this gentleman, he comes up, and I say, can I see your ID? ID? And he looks me in the eye and says, eat shit and bark at the moon, and walk right out. And I'm just like, okay. And the couple of were were like, I, I think you profoundly offended him. I was like, Not my fucking problem. I didn't say fucking. Like he didn't pay either. No, he didn't take the beer with him. Like he left the beer on the counter and just walked out. Like that was his whole thing. He's like, eat shit and bark at the moon. Left the beer on the counter and walked right out. I was like, okay. And I was like, not my problem. Not no skin off my nose. He doesn't get beer. He he doesn't get beer if he can't. I I'm not gonna hand. I'm not gonna hold your your hand because you can't read. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not gonna go. I was about to make a really bad joke there. Uh, (laughs) Should I still do it anyway?
0: Uh how is it bad like this isn't a very good joke or is it bad like someone's going to be offended kind of joke um, <laughs> I think you're really thinking about
1: it two words Helen Keller
0: oh yeah no don't do that
1: okay yeah, yeah no, skip done. that one yeah okay but you could probably figure out where I'm going with that
0: yeah 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 yeah. I'm there mm-hmm um
1: Which is interestingly still the most, which is one of the more interesting cards to use in uh, Apples to Apples. Oh boy, I haven't played that in so long. Yeah, Cards Against Humanity kind of supplanted that as the fun party game. I feel like Cards Against Humanity took the fun out of Apples
0: to Apples, which was how can you make Apples to Apples a terrible game that like cards against humanity does all the work for you because every answer is terrible. The real trick of the game is to play apples to apples and somehow make it horrible with generic cards.
1: What if you just took the apples to apples cards and mixed them in with the black cards from cards against humanity? let like replace them out.
0: But you could s- you could see what they are. Oh, you mean just, like, straight up replace the decks?
1: Yeah, replace, like, the white deck with the red deck, and then the oh. green deck with the black deck. Like, mix them up that way. It's so, like oh. you're using the black, card, the red cards from apples to apples with the black cards, and then the white cards with the green cards.
0: That'd be intriguing.
1: It would be, I'd try,
0: I'd try that game.
1: I unapologize I, to, like, uh, cards in Spain. I, I It's a game that wallows in excess, and that excess being, like, how offensive can you get? It's... It's a beer and pretzels game. It's the one you get drunk and just kind of like, oh my. And it's just like, oh no.
0: Oh no. God. That's oh. another one. Or <laughs> You look back on it later. Oh no. What did I say?
1: It's, I kind of feel like Cards Get is one of those ones like everybody kind of gets an excuse to be just awful human beings and the implied is like you're laughing at how ridiculously racist, sexist, or just awful it is. Yeah. So. But yeah, just one of those things where. Yeah, so any other thoughts or I know I have them. They get stuck in my head too. Like they're just kind of like, I hate it when a thought kind of it, it, it's there for a second and then kind of we saw the day either. I'm like, where'd you go? I, I had a thought. So. <laughs>
0: I know you were there. Um, I guess what I'm curious about is more of how that actual relationship built with diana
1: because um, you kind of like you
0: pointed out the sort of like the beginning stage of it and yeah. then booped to the thing near the end
1: i think a lot of it was just like i would kind of try and hang around her a lot mainly because like i kind of found her to be attractive to kind of like and it wasn't really a lustful attraction like she was she was attractive but more in the sense of kind of like this is a woman with qualities who I would want to spend my life with because I know she'll be like a good mother, a good kind of like a good supportive, caring partner. That okay. kind of thing. And it was like kind of more romantic. It was less more of it was less of the uh this like oh damn, I want to tap that and more of that she's she's someone I would she is someone I would want to be with you know, like, on an emotional level. Yeah. And so it was a little less like I, I don't know, I never really kind of got to a point at least in high school where I was like um had like deeply kind of like sexual feelings for people or like, at least not that I could think of it. it was a more just kind of like, okay. Um, I think it was more kind of like personalities than like, like there are some personalities that um, were like, okay, she's fun. Or, and there were some personalities like, well, you're, I want nothing to do with you. And in some of those cases, I was completely valid in believing that. Um, I believe that for one, the one, one girl that uh, bit my hand. She was hit me with a ruler in um, science class, and I grabbed ruler, and she bit down on my middle knuckle. Didn't b- break skin, but like I was like, I went to teacher, was like, so and so just bit me, and she's like, what? He's like, so and so just bit me. And I was like, are you kidding me? He's like, no. And I showed her. Is like, she sent, she sent the office, and later I got called in the principal's office to show the principal wound. and she had the audacity to claim, like, oh, he bit himself. Like, no, I did not. I have <laughs> witnesses. You heinous bitch.
0: Oh, I hope you didn't say that no, I didn't say that okay part. Go on.
1: I didn't say that, but meant now that i'm now that I'm thinking back on it i I am saying it
0: so there I mean I assume there was nothing so she she had the boyfriend the whole time
1: they broke up for a little bit and um like he was actually here's the cool thing is like he knew about what was going on and he was still cool with me like he didn't want to kick my ass or anything like. He was also very Christian. Both of them are really just kind of like very Christ-like in that, like they're kind of loving and caring and very kind of like I. Like I remember having discussions with him about different thing, things, like because I remember Harry Potter was the big thing, and so like I remember talking with Diana about it and sh- Diana about, it and she's like and she's like, oh well, I don't read like so uh, her boyfriend's like, oh he's read the first Harry Potter book. I still don't quite agree with it because it's teaching kids da da da. I think really I was kind of... That I was, cars
0: fly? I know.
1: Well, the witchcraft thing, so... <laughs> oh, no, that was me making a joke. <laughs> yeah, I get it now. But um, really, I think it was kind of just... I think... Like, even into college, like, I'd, have, I'd still kind of call her every so often... Like, kind of like for support, and even then, during those moments, I'd have moments where it's like, you know, and we can and she's like, Well, no, I want to be someone who is a Christian, and I'm like, Well, I could potentially do that. And it's like, again, religion is not a, not something you use to get women, that's not a good idea. Don't base your whole worldview around something, don't change your whole worldview to get laid. Yeah, that was a really bad jingle. It was a
0: beautiful song. Here's how you. Your rules for life. One, don't use religion to get laid.
1: There's a lot of bad jokes in there, but I am I know enough not to say them. <laughs> That's for a Cards Against Humanity the game.
0: That's for you. Know, save, the, save that up for a designated outlet.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'll just have it. Um, but uh, I, I think eventually I got to a point where this was kind of like I kind of just let the Diana thing slide. And I think being in college really kind of helped with that and kind of like having. That I like the other thing too. Like I was, I really changed as an individual. Like there's a photo of me like just moving into college. I'm just kind of stand into my college dorm. There, I'm just and I'm, I'm just standing there outside with my stuff, kind of like not really saying anything. but just kind of like looking around, be, hands in my pockets, be like, okay, I'm here. I am a little terrified of everything. Mm-hmm. And then later on, I later on I found improv and theater mainly by seeing a bunch of people sitting around, seeing in a field and going like, what are they doing? I'm gonna go f- over and find out, and un- and lu- un- and unluck- and unluckily and unluckily for me, it was a trap that would lead me into becoming the crazy nut bar that I am. Because <laughs> really, <laughs> I I loosen up quite a bit at, at doing improv. Like that was really the thing that's like got me out of my shell. It's like, hey, I can be spontaneous, and this and people laugh, and I get to- and they I get showered I get showered with praise, and it's like, hey, I, I- I'm doing theater, and I get to be on stage and be funny, and people like the funny and it's like alright I can get used to this mm-hmm. so I oh, am yeah. I mean improv is
0: one of the few things I got out of college yeah
1: I, I did enjoy my college experience um, I I did get quite a bit um, out of it I especially especially even some of the religion classes mainly because um, for one of my professors I had a, one of my professors was an Irish Catholic who spent most of his priesthood in South Africa so he all kind of story and has a slight South African accent behind it Irish accent, um, but uh, that's an intriguing mix. It is um, very cool guy. Um, I I actually I took his class, and then after I got done, I would go over during his office hours and like sit and chat with him about kind of like random stuff. And like he was always like he kept. I remember he kept a couple. He asked me if he could keep a couple of my papers to reference later for other for other classes. I was like yeah. yeah, absolutely. And damn, like I I got a lot out of that, and kind of did a whole lot of a whole lot of stuff probably could have done a lot more instead of just sitting in my room doing all kinds of other stuff but uh yeah it's uh it is what it is um but no diana diana i don't really talk to diana that much now mainly because she's actually i don't really talk to too many people from my high school even the four girls who i made friends with initially um Mm kind of just life kind of got in the way of everything we kind of went our own separate ways and uh but um yeah it was uh no no real repercussions um but yeah, I still had that one moment, that one moment that was, that I thought up there. And it's like, oh no, oh no, you botched roll, you you botched a charisma roll there. No, no, that's not It's a that would have been a wisdom roll. It's like it's like, should I do this? Let's throw wisdom. Ooh, that's a one. Yeah, let's do it anyway. This is the <laughs> perfect idea. Nothing can go wrong. I am, I am the suavest, most subtle, manipul- I, am, I am a regular Casanova. Instead, I am an Asanova. hey Casanova, more like Asanova. Uh, the Cameron Victoria
0: <laughs> Lifetime original <laughs> movie. <laughs> uh, huh. Okay, I have a couple of questions. One, does the text of that thing still exist
1: somewhere? Maybe. Maybe. I don't – i I'm a bit of a pack rat when it comes to um, Word docs. and pay, I, I, I think of my hard – I have an external hard drive, which I think still has papers I wrote in college because I was like, I don't want to get rid of this, but I don't, I don't need it, mm-hmm. but I don't want to get rid of it. So more likely I probably got rid of that thing. Um, and uh, funnily enough, actually later on, um, the new senior class advisor – would not start trying to do the senior predictions, the junior predictions themselves, because apparently, from what I heard, they got really kind of catty later on and just kind of declined. Funny enough, the ones that came later declined in quality in terms of like um, just like how creative (laughs) and how like actually funny they are to the point where they're just kind of mean. And so it was like Mm -hmm. and no one wanted to do like the whole story, like how everybody met. Uh, I think. I think for my class, somebody, whoever was writing it, wrote that uh, one of the girls in my class became a pro race driver until she hit a dog on the track and then lost her mind and became a dog herself and ended up in the loony bin. Oh, my. Yeah, it's... Funnily enough, mine wasn't the rock bottom. There there was still plenty of... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we had we hadn't hit. Look we, for the little things. It wasn't the bottom. <laughs> no, we hadn't hit the. We hadn't hit, We hit. Had, we hadn't completely hit the bottom of the layer of the world yet. We hit. We could. We could still go a little bit deeper.
0: It's just like the core.
1: Ah, what a bad movie. Yeah. Mm. Did you? Uh, other question you had?
0: Yes. Um, at what point? Like, what really spurred? The sort of realization that this method and behaviors were bad. Like, at what point was it like, "Oh, I'm looking back at this, and the input I'm getting now is saying that that was bad. Don't do that."
1: I think probably because um, I have a lot of female friends, and they kind of like some of them are very kind of like very active in social justice and talking about these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Especially on Facebook And It's got kind of A weird thing to it It's like It's one that's like I'm a cisgender Straight white male I am literally the devil But um, at the same time It's like Okay yeah Those are some things That are probably A bad idea So And I've always I, I've always kind of Had more female friends Than male I feel Because mainly Like I kind of Just like enjoy Being around women more mm-hmm. So I think it was Kind of just a real Kind of gradual thing Is like I'm listening Kind of people talk About these things And kind of Seeing kind of Taking in the world around me and being like okay that's these are kind of things and then I think it's like okay that's not a thing I should do anymore good no and then long term memory that asshole in the back of my brain goes hey 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 you remember this and I'm (laughs) like where did you start where did that come from it's like oh that's the thing you actually did and it's like fuck <laughs> and it's like why do you exist and it's like oh i remind you of all your failures in life and how and how and why you're the way you are now and it's like i i swear to god i'm gonna get i mm, my long-term memory is kind of an asshole sometimes
0: well it's there for a reason
1: it is it is i just kind of need to find a way to be like i i got other problems which will take like way too long to talk about it more just kind of things of uh Brain stuff and mm-hmm. not worrying about things I can't control, mm-hmm. but that's hard. But you know, I, I don't. I don't think it was a specific. I don't know if it was a specific moment. I think it's more just kind of things where I was kind of realized, like, okay, I'm hearing these things, being people talking about these things, and realizing like, okay, I I now know what how not to be a part of the problem. And it was like, oh wait, no, I was part of the problem at one point. Mm-hmm. And now it's like I got to kind of be mindful of these things and. Again, it's still kind of hard because, like, even kind of, like, bars or social settings like that, it's kind of, like, I kind of have this thing... Even then, I kind of have this thing where it's, like, I'm still kind of trying to figure out, like, when is an appropriate time to hit on somebody. And, like, there are some obvious ones where it's, like, okay... Is, it, is this person your waitress? No, not a good are they Are they in a scenario... Never in a
0: service situation.
1: Are they Is this person in a situation where they have to listen to you and they can't just run away or tell you the fuck off? Yeah. That's probably not a good idea. So don't mm-hmm. hit on your bartender, especially not your bartender, because they can just give you... They, they can just give you something that you, they tell you is alcohol and really just... You won't get drunk at all. You're just... But um, no wait, no servers, no bartenders, no people in a service industry um things like that but in the end like bars are kind of a thing i was like is this an appropriate time i mean like maybe she's just here to drink and so now i'm kind of it's kind of the point where it's like okay the only appropriate place to do this is if this is explicitly says this is a singles event you meet other people or it's a dating site and you've already talked to somebody else about dating sites um uh, i've been doing that i've been doing that for a little while now um yeah i at one point i had i was with four like um, like Tinder, Bumble, um, okay cupid and then there's one called Coffee Meets Bagel, which... Uh, I
0: heard about that one from that guy. With I'd, me pointing at Rob. Which I had never heard of until you mentioned it.
1: It's kind of like a shittier t- Tinder, really. Like, you only get so many bagels, quote-unquote, ter- per day to swipe left or right on. and Then you have to wait a whole day. But you can buy beans to... You can buy beans to... F- to swipe up to message to swipe on somebody who it comes as, as part of this list. And it's like occasionally I occasionally I get messages like, Oh, this person's got a lot of attention. It might take a long while. Why don't you send some beans to pay some money to speed it up? And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Oh it, it's, I don't know. It's like the dating, the dating site thing is kind of one of those things where it's like that I kind of, I don't. I feel like sometimes I don't still don't handle ambiguity well. Where it's like this is a situation where like this may or may not be okay to hit on somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, but if I have these clear defined ones, even if when I have the clear defined ones, I find myself kind of going, Oh eh, well, they. I get too picky, basically, where it's like, oh, well, this person doesn't quite. I'm also almost looking for somebody who's like, oh, this person is absolutely perfect, and because I've done this in the past, I've done it where it's like I get myself set on one thing and it's like this is absolutely perfect. I have to have this. And then when it doesn't happen, I'm like all mopey I've done that with jobs, um, yeah, all kinds of places, all kinds of things and it's like, well, you really can't do that. You kind of have to go, okay, this might work out. I I have some interest. Let's try this out and see what happens. Yeah. So, being too picky is too picky. Yeah. I had, was going somewhere with that and then I lost the thought. It's vanished into the aether again.
0: It doesn't it doesn't help you. Mm. well especially if it's if it's pickiness if it's really pickiness out of fear of rejection then it's really unhelpful
1: I feel like it's pickiness I feel like my pickiness is more kind of out of um, like this person isn't exactly what I want which is more kind of a thing it's like oh they don't tick all the boxes and sometimes the boxes are not even necessarily deal breakers like i I can't think of specific things, but it's like, it's like, oh, they mentioned being outside all the time and don't, even don't mention the same of the interests I have. It's like, well, that's not going to work, which it's, it's Tinder and it's Tinder. It's not there. It's not like they have a big old long profile to talk about, which I liked about yeah. OkCupid, okay but at the same time, it's like they've changed their model so much now. It was kind of like, this is, um, cause, uh, the thing now with OkCupid okay is they changed a while back is, Number one, they got rid of, of usernames. So it's like everybody's using, in theory, supposed to use, like, their actual first name. It's like, that's a good way to root out all the people who maybe don't want to be identified by their actual name mm-hmm. um, for very good reasons. And the other thing too, is they changed the messaging such that it was a thing of, now it's, oh, I can't. It's like, oh, once you message this person, they'll disappear from your likes until unless they message you back. But as far as you know, they are gone for good. Um in a sense, it's very much like job seeking. Like you'll you look you look for something, you send out a letter of interest, and you never hear back from them again. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a shitty way to describe human interaction versus jobs. But I feel like there's stand-up material in there somewhere. <laughs> it's like HR department's very different for both. HR department for relationships is probably a lot more fun. Yeah,
0: well, really, the difference between those two scenarios, at least in my mind, is that in the job one, they. I mean, I guess they're technically not required, but they really should get
1: back to you. Should, but they don't. Yeah. Trust me. That's,
0: that's an actual, like, formal. They're asking for input from people to evaluate them.
1: I have, ha- I have dealt with recruiters. I have dealt with recruiters who say, oh, yeah, well, I'll send you mess- uh, updates, and then I never hear them from, from them again. And it's mm-hmm. like they vanish off into the ether. Where all the thoughts go. I'm just kind of rambling at this point. I've got nothing. <laughs>
0: If there's a, if there's one thing that I've learned out of jobs in life and assorted relationships, just get used to hearing no.
1: I get really tired of hearing no, though. Like, it really, really wears down on your self-confidence and your mental health. Like, that's... Occasionally, I just want somebody to say, okay, just because i'm doing that right now i'm trying to find more sustainable work and it's like Mm -hmm. no 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 and it's it's not selfish but like it was like i was about to say it's kind of selfish me to say this but like no it's not because like it it does It, it wears down it wears you down it grinds you down especially it's like you're trying to find something or find someone and it's like nothing it's like here i am does somebody want me and then silence or it's like no and it's like oh okay well there that took a hit to my self-worth as a human being yeah oh yeah i
0: get that but then you're also talking about that you're picky
1: that's true uh it's i'm i'm a creature of contradictions uh which i think is most humans really it's definitely uh, a lot of them oh yeah 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 it's uh really is just a thing of um, rambling again.
0: <laughs> God, I thought I was waiting for the end of the sentence.
1: It it vanished off in the ether. I had a point and then I lost it. It evaporated. It evaporated. Like
0: ethanol. <laughs> At room temperature. Yeah. It evaporated. It
1: evaporated.
0: I only know that fact right now because they, they made the point in Full Metal Alchemist. I, you might think I know science, but no. I just watch cartoons. <laughs> hey,
1: I am. I'm right there with you. Actually, I, I think kind of that whole... Now I look at it, that was kind of my, like, anime moment. That was kind of like an anime moment where, like, in a, in a romance anime, that might have worked. Um, in reality, it doesn't. It just makes you look like Nostradamus.
0: Nostradamus.
1: <laughs> or an Asanova. Now you've got two tiles to pick from. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's... um. Oh, I, I had a point that I was actually going to make, but, um, no, about kind of knowing what the, about the thing about ethanol, because like, mm-hmm. I love that kind of stuff. Like I, I'm very much a, I am very much a kind of like, um, spur of the moment kind of person. Like I will, I'll find recipes online for like f- food stuff. and I was like, that looks kind of good. I, I literally made, um, I made fudge once cause I found, I made, uh, I made fudge purely because I happened to be going to the grocery store. and I found like, um, pumpkin spice nestle chocolate chips and i was like could i make fudge out of that let's try and find out what happens (laughs) and i did and it was delicious um i even have a folder on my uh, google Chrome that's like random shit that interests me and it's just full of like things that's like that's kind of cool um and it's I, i haven't looked at it in so long but like there's a few weird things in there like um i think the one is like a medical frequency that uh uh, not, not, not a medical frequency But a med- like a journal of medicine report That talks about like the What the resonant frequency of the average erect male penis is Sam's thinking about it really hard now
0: He's <laughs> just squinting into the distance
1: It's just shit like that It's like things where it's like Okay that's kind of Huh that's very strange And it's like Alright you're going in the folder
0: Just who thought That was something that needed to be found out
1: Admittedly, I think I don't remember. I think the abstract also mentioned something about like erectile dysfunction medication, but I think resonant frequency did get mentioned at some point. And um, yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like, huh, that exists. Okay,
0: I'm a penis doctor, but also I like tuning forks. How can I
1: put these two things
0: together? How can I really combine my top interests? Well, there's
1: there's probably a fetish for that. Uh, And the sad thing is I'm actually thinking like I I can think of one possible way How that could happen And it's not a happy thought Yeah It's like the rational part of my brain is going to like stop stop we're heading towards the cliff and my and the other part of my brain is like yeah but let's continue along this train of thought and, and see see it out to its conclusion what's the worst that can happen the rational part is like everything
0: <laughs> what's the worst that could happen every every bit in your past that you're trying to take notes from <laughs>
1: I wouldn't last long in, call it, in a Cthulhu-style universe because I'd be the kind of person like, well, what's one more page of Necronomicon? I, I can't lose that much more sanity. <laughs> I'm not crazy yet. Every, I, fir- I firmly believe that everyone is crazy and the people you need to watch out for are the ones who claim otherwise. Everyone is crazy in their own way. It's the And the best that you can hope for in life is finding someone who's crazy meshes with yours. Mm
0: really you have to match up your resonant dick frequencies. <laughs> it's what I'm getting at.
1: Resonant dick frequencies is the name of my of my Coldplay cover band. <laughs> that made no sense, it just popped in my head.
0: Of, of all the musical genres that you could pick I for a band name called resonant uh, dick frequencies.
1: I don't know. Um, Unless this
0: is just a really a really subtle slight towards Chris Martin.
1: I it was really it was just the first band that popped into my head. I couldn't think of one that actually fit. I don't know. Um No, no, maybe a band made entirely up of the rich kids, like the kids like Wall Street executives who are rich only because they because they have daddy's money. I don't Should know. be Morrissey. You
0: know. sure.
1: Resident. That D- it's his new album. <laughs> Resident Dick Frequency.
0: <laughs> the new album from Morrissey, Resident Dick
1: Frequency we said resident dick like um shit we i i forgot the phrase now um, Resonant. we said resident oh i meant resident okay i said resident and you said resident so it's like now i'm now i've got resident now i've got resident dick frequency and resident evil Meshing. it's it's we should probably stop now while i <laughs> before because otherwise i'm just going to spiral this podcast into just non sequiturs and madness and it's going to become like the audio version of the Necronomicon. If you listen to it, you will just go crazy. If
0: you listen for one more minute, it's like, you will lose your
1: mind. Aya, Aya Cthulhu, Photogon, Resonant De- Frequency, Aya, Aya, Cthu- Aya Dagon.
0: <laughs> and there you
1: go. <laughs> That's what we're ending on. That's uh, what we're ending on.
0: So there's what you don't do.
1: Don't uh, get sucked, into, <laughs> don't get sucked into, into my wormhole. It's not a nice place. Um, also, uh, don't make profound... Love applicate, uh, love declarations that you think you're being subtle. Um, really, just probably disavow everything you did in high school because there's a good chance you're getting rid of more bad than good. Yeah. So good call. <laughs> yeah. Just if if you are if you are a person who drinks, well, no, no, that's bad advice. I was about to say drink drink the memories away. No, that's but no, Cameron, no, bad. Don't do that. That's bad. Tried that. Did that. Yeah, you, Yeah, I was about to say, like, wait, no, Sam's, no, that's. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you for joining us, Cameron. It was uh, a pleasure to be good here. to talk to you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, you can hear, I mean, you're hearing us right now, mm-hmm. but you can. Whether you like it or not, or whether, whether it makes you any like sense. <laughs> I will someone, always be in your head. Someone taped you down to the couch and they put on a Lifetime original movie and on the other side of the room they've got this playing and at this point you're like ah the irony of them on at the same time almost might make you enjoy it except the tape is incredibly uncomfortable and this is kidnapping and it's very bad Um, but you can listen and subscribe to us on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher Google Play Music, that's a thing I didn't know it was a thing until we signed up for it you can catch us on Spotify Um, we're on Twitter Twitter And Facebook at HWIDD Podcast. And we have an email, HWIDD Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to be on the show and you have stories that you want to tell, you can email us and that can happen. Um, Thank you so much for joining us. Please come back later. We are not going to have an episode next week. Um, I have a huge show coming up. In real life on stage Um, So I am going to be Deep in that we open next week So we're going to take a week off um, And we'll talk to you The week after that Please come back and join us again Thank you so much Cameron Thank you Rob for being you Good nice thumbs up I like it Um, All we'll we'll Come back come back later Goodbye Bye Bye